good evening people um good evening our listeners uh, i am Fred Ninja, and i welcome you to rlfpl podcast for game week six this is our review show welcome one welcome all today podcast proves to be interesting so um before i i go i, I go on i have, i really really want to ask what was bruno thinking bruno fernandez is my highlight for this game week he was stone cold for the penalty and he at the end of the end of the day blast the pen the ball to mass the ball is still he still hasn't, hasn't got it to mass so it's like i don't get the extra so Moving forward, Lord Matt here. Ask Henry, how are you doing now? Um, well, uh, I'm all good here. Um, yeah. It was a bad weekend for me as a United fan, but um, it's something I've gotten used to for the past three seasons, so it's not new to me. So, yeah, we'll just have to move on. Uh, that's nice. So, welcome to the podcast tonight. Thank you. Yeah, and next up is Chooks. Chooks, how you doing, bro? Uh, I'm all smiles. I'm happy. I'm good. Good evening, Roger. How was the weekend as well? You know, I can, I can, I can, I can smile all through this podcast because uh, finally, some good news for me. I mean, you don't have, you know, you don't have any to run this this game. I cannot run this game like. I would just say, let's see what next game will bring for, for this game week. Mm-hmm. I, can, I, can, I can sense that too. Um, the rest will join us in the course of the show, of, of this podcast. So, let's get started. Game week series started with um, the LA kickoff game, the Chelsea Mass City, and the Manchester United Football game. Uh, so a double kickoff, and it's one of those very great because I mean, to start the game week, it was so end to end, an interesting part, an interesting game to watch over and over and over and over again. I'd like um Henry to analyze both games for me, please. Henry, um, starting with the Chelsea Manchester game. What is your thoughts on Pep this time around? Well, um, I must have to say that is a very, very, very important three points for Manchester City because, um, I mean, this yeah. was the game. Games like these are the games where you expect a title contender to show him his or herself. I mean, Manchester City absolutely dominated Chelsea. On um, on Saturday, and uh, mm-hmm. it could have been more than a goal to them, but um, kudos to them, they got that important goal because yeah, like I said during our preview show last week, I expected this game mm-hmm. to be a low-scoring encounter, maybe a one-zero or a one-one scoreline, and so City were fortunate, they got the goal, and um, in fact they kept Chelsea out. Chelsea only had blocked. Attempts. They never. They didn't even muster up a shot on targets. 
Lukaku was anonymous in the game, as in which we have gotten used to during the big games um, over the years. So I believe um, Manchester City got a very important three points. So we expect Pep Guardiola and his side to carry on from here because um, I don't think they are going to face any other team like Chelsea because Chelsea played with a five-man, five-man back five, as in they played with five at the back, three in three. Um, Three in the middle and just um, Timo Werner and uh, Lukaku. Yeah. Going to that Chelsea so, lineup, yeah. Chelsea lineup, Marshall, are you, are you there? So, um, that Chelsea lineup, they started with three centre backs, two wing backs, and three games. I actually thought from the beginning, I thought he was going to be using Kante as one of the games and making Kovacic play as an inverted attacking midfielder. But at the end of the day, it was. Kante that was doing the job as an inverted attacking player, which ended up burning him. But what do um, you think? Do you think yeah. the problem? Yeah, the, the the issue Thomas Tuchel had with that lineup was there was no link between the midfield and the attack. So anytime yeah. Chelsea tried to go forward, the, the attack was just so disjointed. Defensively, yeah, defensively Chelsea are a very what very was good side. To- what was trying to achieve with what do you think was trying to achieve with, with the three man um, DM in use from Jogginho to Kante? And Kante not even playing as a DM, was playing as like, like an attacking midfielder in a game well, was supposed to be the guy moving up well, the attacking um, midfielder. Well, I think um, looking at the way this game built up for um, Chelsea, um, Manchester City. We all know they don't have a recognized that um, target man or that um, focal point striker. So we all, everyone who plays Man City, expect Manchester City to actually get the ball in those advanced areas, but um, without um, penetration through the defensive line. So um, Thomas Tuchel's side of tactics here was trying to ensure that Chelsea had the numbers to combat Manchester City passing game because um, City play is a very, very attractive possession style, a, a very, very attractive possession-based football. So Thomas Tuchel tried to see how he could break down their passes because um, if you could, if you can stop Man City from actually flowing in the game, then you have a chance at actually winning that game. But then defensively it was uh, it was going well until manchester city got that goal but then i think um, thomas Tuchel missed someone like a um, missing mount in that lineup someone who could actually connect that midfield with the attack because um, with a 5-3-2 lineup uh, when i saw timo Werner on the starting lineup i knew thomas Tuchel was just going to maybe just try to hit manchester city on the counter because yeah, with um, Werner and Lukaku, you have um, two um, fast forwards who can actually, on the counter, can actually destroy a team. Um, so um, I think it was um, a lack of confidence from the midfielders who started the game to be willing to actually take the ball to attack Manchester City. I think that was the problem Chelsea had on Saturday. Well, going um, tactically, I think, um, yeah, as we all know from Thomas Tuchel, this is a game where he will have been happy to take a 0-0 scoreline. So, yeah, he got a 1-0 defeat. So, it's back to the drawing board for him. But um, 
Chelsea have a kind of run of fixtures coming up. So, but as for Manchester City, I mean, they play Liverpool next game week, so it doesn't get tougher than that. So, but they could be rest assured that they won't act, they won't face the same type of low block that they faced against Chelsea against Liverpool. So, 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 so what did Manchester City do right this time around? Like, for me, I feel, I feel Kevin De Bruyne playing the only team in was key. But what do you think? Um well when you watch um the last three games um Manchester City have had with Chelsea, I watched them mm-hmm. um, if you see the game in the Champions League where they lost one zero, I believe there was nothing much in that game. Um Chelsea got mm-hmm. that goal on the transition um going yeah. from a uh, defense to attack. That was when Chelsea scored that goal and I believe that was their only real right. moment of intent in that game. Manchester City just lacked a striker in that game Mm -hmm. to actually give them a presence in the box. So, I think what Pep Guardiola did right this time was just, um, he basically just stuck to almost the same same thing, but um, this time with um, added penetration because this time they had more intent on the ball. They They weren't just on the ball for just being on the ball sake. Each time they got on the ball, they looked to get at Chelsea. I mean, they were totally dominant on that day, restricted Chelsea from having any type of um, attack. So it was, um, it was a nice, it was a very, very job, good job well done by Pep Guardiola's men to get the win against Chelsea. Did you, you just see what um, how Pep made Bernardo Silva a, an inverted six, like a DM? And I think they are playing as a DM, pivoting to um, Rodri. What yeah, do you think for that? You know, that? It was so well, maybe because of the game, it was it, it, it looked like a setup that was so interesting. Um, well, one thing we've gotten used to with um Joseph Guardiola is um he loves to try things out, but um yeah, when you look at the formation, what you actually see will be a double man pivot. But um when you look at Manchester City's um, pattern of play then uh, i don't think you'll be seeing you will see that um it is just a single man pivot of um no, no, no. when if, you see if, manchester if, city play if, if, if you notice if you notice play if you notice the play as at um before the goal you will see that um Bernardo Silva actually was playing way more behind way more behind like it was very close to Rodri in throughout the game People watching yeah. this very well. You see, yeah, 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 and he was also putting in the works for the game. Um, well, it was, see, it when was you like play for and um, Kevin De Bruyne in that game, okay. When you play for a team like Manchester City, um, uh, this was a fixture against a Chelsea side that are also very, very good in possession. So, um, looking at the lineup. From Manchester City. City got Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Kevin De Bruyne, Gabriel Jesus, Rodri, and Bernardo Silva. I mean, this is a very, 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 very apart from Rodri, that, that is a fantastic front five you have here. So um I think but just for this game in particular, Pep Guardiola demanded more from Bernardo Silva. I mean, we've seen Bernardo Silva go from a right winger now to a central midfielder. So 
Um, with Manchester City's style of play, because they're always on the ball for almost 70% of the game. So you don't expect that to be a problem for Bernardo Silva because um, I think he's now gotten used to the central midfield role. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he just put in a defensive... Um, he just... He just um, it was required of him to put in a shift in this game, So, which he did well. So I think uh, that's kudos to Bernardo Silva. Even when played out of position, he still delivers his best. So um, that's good mm-hmm. for Pep too. So... Um... Well, Pep has done his has done his job this time around, and he actually he actually made sure Tuchel didn't have a force of victory over him. So moving on, um, going to the Manchester United uh, Aston Villa game. <laughs> um, Matia, I would have loved you to talk about this, but I don't want to talk. Let me just allow Chooks to talk about it. So um, Chooks, yeah, please, eh. Uh, Tell me, it's only a VIP, a VIP hospital in Old Trafford, at Old Trafford, or a coach. <laughs> I like the way you just like, describe it uh, because, like, like, like <laughs> the guy, the, the guy has a pit side, pit side seat, yeah, cool. a special pit side seat for him at Old Trafford. At Old Trafford. I don't, I don't just get it, bro. It's the so same question I keep asking myself every time. What, what does him and Kyrie do in that on that seat with their iPad every time? Even when they are losing, even when they are winning, I don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I talk about the Aston Villa game. I mean, I don't know. The same same thing um making because keep talking about United, United, United and uh, I think I think the board is to explain if Sosha is um blackmailing the family, you know. Maybe he has some dirt on them that they can't even touch him unless they get that back. But I still don't see a reason why he's still he's still a manager a manager of one of the Top clubs in Europe. He's not fit for that. Seat. He isn't fit for that. Seat. You can't have the, the, the kind of talent, kind of squad this current United um, team has, and games I'm like this that are supposed to be like an easy way for you. You are at home. Everything's working. Everything was perfectly lined for a victory for you, and you go into the match and you fumble. And you come up with the loss and you're still smiling with the baby face. You know, I mean, you know, you know, I've always said, I've always said this, yeah. I've always said, I believe Ateta is far more better than Ole. Ateta with the squad depth, Ole has, kind of talent, Ole has, we will be, will be comfortably top two. And Ole with that squad, Arsenal has, will be in League Two. Like, not Championship, oh. And not League One, League Two of the English, English uh, of of England. I don't get it. I still keep, I still kind of wrap my head around the fact that I don't even know what. what I don't want to start comparing at that because in my books they are, they are both the same thing. Don't tell them 
problem in terms of substitution is not just there he doesn't know how to read the, the games exactly the i wonder what he and Kyrie. why are they having two inexperienced people as the head of the back of staff you know managing that kind of squad that kind of united talent they are just sitting down there with their ipad only 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 sitting down there crossing his legs doing nothing you are losing a game and you are just sitting down crossing your legs watching the game i don't understand he had he had cavani bombing up from the 55th minute only to put him into the game in the second minute why and then for you go do you know how, how do you know do you know do you know what what came up my mind while we're seeing the game all i was just thinking during the game when i why saying greenwood doing his rubbish was Borio would never allow Greenwood miss another glorious chance i don't want to about greenwood like, he would I have so pissed. i am so pleased i was watching that letter game and i saw chances that were begging for a pass just put the ball into the box greenwood release the ball pass the ball yeah another was begging for a, a a cross bro do you know that anyhow you put the ball i don't would have made that ball anyhow just put the ball in the box just- for him to score why were, was it the there ball were chances where it was with bruno it was supposed to give you it was supposed to give a pass to bruno and bruno should just tap in these are tapping chances Glorious and he's shooting pass. blanks he, he was not shooting blanks throughout the he had 10 shots i, I can't tell like 10 and shots i'm telling you like 80 80 minutes he finished the game he finished the game now he didn't finish the game and you know you know the difference thing eh? see he was lucky i'll say he's lucky to be in united because there are so many other talents that are out there that would have that would, that would, that would crave this opportunity that Greenwood has and he's not going to be United everybody watches you know everybody watches United play and he's just, and he's displaying this total selfish nonsense behavior how old is he at his age Neymar Neymar could hold the ball and score you can hold the ball and score you're shooting short blank shots see as even Neymar he sees those opportunities to still pass the ball. Exactly. Um, 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 exactly. Um, um, guys, 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 I believe uh, you guys, you guys should take it easy on Mason Greenwood, please. I mean, yes, it was wasteful. It was wasteful, but um, I don't think we've had many occasions like we just witnessed on Saturday where Mason Greenwood lacked the a good decision in the final thought because um you guys are being too harsh on him on just one match yes it cost manchester united a win but then i mean come on this guy is yeah. still 19 yeah. or 20 and is a is a goal scorer in the premier league and it's not like he's someone who lacks confidence to actually take a swipe at goal it's just that it didn't it didn't just work for him on saturday thank so when you are talking about confidence, it's not just on one side. Now, they believe that the manager trusted you to be a team player. 
and then you are not showing me that you, you actually are not and you are all after for your own glory do you know what that Wait. means like Wait, Prophet said, it does not you no 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 chris it you are judging you, you are judging this guy game. you are judging this guy based on a single match that is the problem. About, you are you know, judging him based on what just happened on, on Saturday. Saturday. Yes, he's selfish on Saturday. That was what we are trying to say. This is yes, now, yes, I agree. He was selfish on Saturday. But Chris is laying not, emphasis like as if he has been selfish all season. See, uh, what I'm saying is this. Uh, with this, if does Mourinho, like a message, that was the manager and Greenwood did he say he did it today he won't see shit again next match he will bench him straight up all, 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 all this is just one match you understand I understand the point Marshall, that you should not judge it based on one match you understand I understand the point but then again all this is for one match you know it, it's not it's the goal that saved the points now my brother I think when they have scored that goal now United will not be on this um um Problem See, like they are right now. You understand? Two, two. It's never about one match. It's never about one match or anything. He had ten shots in the whole ninety minutes, and none. I think just one or two was on target. All was all were blocked shots. Who are we talking that about? No, Ronaldo. all were blocked shots. That is kudos to the Arsenal Villa defenders. We are meant to be complaining about the off-target version, I not actually the blocked shots. I'm coming anyway. I am coming anyway. The all the, the many block shots, those block shots are half chances. If we are supposed to give passes, assist to declare chances for goals. Instead of him, instead of that, he was shooting blank. That is it. That is the issue here. Not that not, not that it's not kudos to be as a defense defense line. But Mesgrim made it easy for them. We're not shooting blanks at them. It was yeah, exactly, exactly. If he had passed the ball, they were begging. The, see, just the act, they were begging for that final pass. Just pass the ball. That's all. You can't even pass oh. the ball to your own player. Are you beefing him? You know, they beef on top 19 minutes speech, oh. Well, I believe um, in life, um, you all learn you all learn lessons at some point. So I believe that match will have been a, a match missing Greenwood will have learned a lot from because yeah, he missed it. There was I think I think the chance the chance for missing the chance for Bruno Fernandez was um, I think that one he he just managed to get a team shot at um, Martinez. So uh, I believe that was the wrong decision then because Bruno was just there for a tapping. Uh, moving on for missing Greenwood, I believe we should also look at the team performance for Manchester United because I mean they were just they were just bad. They were bad. I'm coming to that. I'm coming to that. They were bad. Bad finance. They were both. They were bad. Yeah. This is old. I can't believe that few weeks ago we were tipping United to like be that important because of their game against Newcastle. But after this game, I saw against Aston Villa. I don't know where they went. I still want to mention this person here, Bruno Fernandez. The last penalty of the game, the last kick of this game. You had the chance 
and he just went stone cold and didn't look back, didn't find you, didn't find anybody. He didn't even move his head and he held, he held on to the ball to play the penalty. Hugo, what do you think? What do you think was going through his mind? Oh, was it like, I will never let Ronaldo play this penalty? I will actually play this penalty today. Well, to be honest, it was looking like it was on purpose because even. Go, you go and check. Go check the video. Go check the, the highlight. That is not you see no style of taking penalties. And no, like to be honest, on purpose. No, be honest uh, oh, guys, to, he, he missed the ball on purpose. No, I to be honest, he, I th- I think this was he's pulling a Gerard. I think Bruno first is not happy. There are two things I think. I think first he's not happy with Ole, and he understands the importance of the game. So he's taking Gerard did this thing against to um, send off. Is it the um, Daglish? Yes, Daglish. Daglish was under fire. He was playing a very negative football. And they said if he didn't win this the match, they will sack him. And Gerard got the penalty, late penalty. Gerard forced himself, like he had to use his veto power as a captain. Somebody else was supposed to take it. Then he looked at Daglish. Looked at the ball. I think you should have seen the video. Then skied the ball with no remorse whatsoever. So um, I think he's pulling down uh, because I know Bruno Fernandes is a very emotional person. This is something Bruno Fernandes would have done and feel some sort of remorse. He just he didn't even look at his players. That's the first thing I think. Then secondly, I think uh Emilio Martinez got into his head. Because Martinez was like, and, ah, Bruno is not worthy of this. And Ronaldo should take it. So he already had this mind, then let me just punish this guy, let me go for power. Then boom. Uh, it was a bad penalty from Bruno Fernandes. I've never seen Bruno Fernandes take a penalty like that at all. Since he came to all his penalties, he has been composed. I have not seen him block a penalty like that. That was that was too as in I didn't even of Chelsea started taking penalty like that the same way. And like, what did Bruno just do? It was I mean See, the whole see, performance Bruno, on Saturday was just bad. It's not about my own take on that Bruno Fernandez penalty. I don't think it's about the coach or anything. I feel it is ego. Ego played out in that incident. You you, you realize Ronaldo was waiting to take the penalty. He was hoping. I think he was hoping he would be the one to take it. And when he realized this this boy doesn't want to allow him, he stepped back. Well, Roger, uh, honestly, there's something I would like to see. I would like to see, moving forward, Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandes, because I think, you notice there's, there's a problem with these player um, stars of these days. They come with arrogance. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lionel Messi did not take a free kick to almost 2011, 2012. Lionel Messi was the world best player and yet not taking set pieces. Ronaldo was the most expensive transfer, yet was given number nine. I was not taking penalties. They came. This was a humble player, but now players like yes, of today, you see, exactly. You see players of today. You see the Mbappe's dragging penalty duties with Benzema. You see Bruno Fernandes dragging penalty duties with Ronaldo. I mean, if Ronaldo has made this penalty, I don't think he would take any criticism because yes, you missed penalty, but he's someone like how will you have a Cristiano Ronaldo on the pitch? And Bruno Fernandes has the audacity. Actually, this this actually falls down to the coach because if 
the coach before the game has still um, stuck to Bruno Fernandes as his um, designated uh, penalty taker for the team. I believe the decision goes but, down to the coach Mark, and not I, Bruno I Fernandes. Are, Bruno Fernandes, this, wait, no, this is what happened last week against, against, um, against West Ham. The designated penalty taker West Ham is McNoble on any day. Declan Rice was on the pitch. He was on the pitch. If they were to choose someone on the pitch to get to take a penalty, it would be Declan Rice. And now David Moyes made the decision to bring on the designated penalty taker for the club onto the pitch. He missed. And now, yes, it is the coach okay, that is um, actually okay. to blame for that um, decision. Masha, so, Masha, so Fernandez, Masha, Masha. if Bruno Fernandez had yeah, left see, this penalty from Masha. Ronaldo, yes, it Masha. is no, there. No, 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 no. He is the designated penalty think, taker for the club. So coach. I don't blame him for taking coach, that penalty. Masha, Masha. See, Masha. Ronaldo, Ronaldo took the ball to take penalty. We are seeing other things that they have the state players take penalties. But another player comes up at the penalty and it's never an issue. But what mm. I'm is this. Well, took the ball. Boba went and took off everyone out against the Bruno, which was wrong. I feel like I was saying this earlier in this um, um show. I feel like there's a beef against Ronaldo because people could not pass the ball to him. Now Boba could not let him take take this penalty. It's not about it's not about beef. It's not beef. There it's is no beef. There is no, no beef. Um, um, Masha, this is what is happening actually. Everybody wants to make a name for himself. Nobody wants to, will I say, pay homage or whatsoever. You are a star, I'm a star too, kind of thing. That's what is happening. Forget this thing you're saying, there's designated penalty taker. Yes, it exists. But do you understand? Bruno and Ronaldo are in the same Portuguese team. So they have an understanding already. Do you understand? Do you understand the pedigree of Cristiano Ronaldo? If not anything, the minute Ronaldo step up to take that penalty, you have no right. Forget who you are, designated penalty taker or not, to come and tell Ronaldo to mm. give you the ball. That's the arrogance. And Mbappe is trying to play penalty, I've seen, drag, drag the ball. Messi, I've, seen Mbappe, in PSG. I've seen Mbappe drag penalty with. But now, Messi was on the pitch when Neymar took a penalty against Messi, Lyon. Listen, Messi that gave Neymar. If you watch that match, Messi gave the penalty to Neymar. Eh? Messi gave Neymar the penalty to take. Messi cannot be on the pitch. Wanted to take a penalty and Neymar should come up. It's in as much Neymar has been there and maybe the penalty taker. It is a disrespect. It's just Ronaldo. like when Messi and Suarez were in Barcelona. Messi wants to take. Suarez yeah. wants to take, want take penalty. Messi will give it to him. Take penalty. Even if Bruno has scored. Look, listen, I'm not talking about the miss. Even if Bruno has scored, does it mean Ronaldo wants to take freaky Bruno Fernandes to come and stand there? You get if it you know, I, I, start, I, I, at the start of the match, match Bruno Fernandez took the, match. the first spot kick in that it, game. It, it, exactly. Then, then the it next one was Ronaldo's turn. So yeah, they have, a, they have an understanding Ronaldo. with this. Exactly. I mean, this should be an issue here. Marshall, they are in the Portuguese team. You go. You got Bruno and Ronaldo in the Portuguese team. They have an understanding. Chooks. Pogba. Chooks. Do you know how from Ronaldo and against Bruno? You are bringing in Pogba. It is not Pogba. Do you know what happened there? Ronaldo is not someone that wants this kind of unnecessary issues. Ronaldo took the ball, 
Bruno Fernandes collected the penalty and Ole will not step in because Ole, I'm sure Ole does not want that kind of messy thing in his hands. Imagine telling Bruno Fernandes not to take it and he disagrees. You have another Sari and Kepa all over in your hands again. We should not take it with Bruno Fernandes is arrogant. Let's be honest with ourselves. He's an arrogant player. So Do you know Ole also just wants, you know what, Let's let me watch this play out. All I'm saying is, as Bruno Fernandes, forget wherever you're coming from. As, the minute you see Cristiano Ronaldo stepping up, I'm not a Ronaldo fan. I, I'm never a Ronaldo fan. But the minute you see Cristiano Ronaldo stepping up to take a penalty, even if you are the penalty taker that you have not scored, you have not missed in the last 20 years, it is Cristiano Ronaldo. What are we going to say? It's a very... Um, Ronaldo is a penalty taker, yeah. but when Ronaldo comes up, he wants to take a penalty. Ronaldo leaves it for Ramos. You know, what I'm trying to say is, Ramos is a clinical He will never just go to the bar and say he wants to play penalty when there's Ronaldo on the field. No, Cristiano Ronaldo is... Cristiano Ronaldo has... What am I saying? The penalty Ronaldo has scored, I'm not sure Bruno has scored it as goals. I swear. And you I'm come and have good. the audacity, then... Sky, I'm saying this honestly. Forget this in the my commentary, but I'm sure Ronaldo it will not go down well with him because it's a disrespect to his person first. Had it been you scored, is a different thing. You disrespect his person and sky the ball and with no remorse, then you're coming to write an episode on Instagram or Facebook. How are you pronouncing wrong with this? He's arrogant. He takes unnecessary yellow cards during games because the referee decision does not go his way. Then when they're not playing, you are coming to a club for the first time, you shout for players. Bruno Fernandes first season was shouting for his captain Maguire in the Europa semi-final. What yeah. arrogance. Oh, like, what oh, oh. to think you are that big? <laughs> Let's move on forward. Move on forward. Let's leave Manchester United and their, and their problems. I guess... So far, they still have only on the wheels. It is on that process. So, moving forward, the Everton Norwich game. Um, Chooks. Everton Norwich. Everton yeah. bounce, bounce, bouncing back. I don't want to even talk about that game because I think I left, I left, Why? I left, I left, I left, I left, I left, I left, I left on my bench and it's, and it's cold. So. <laughs> But Everton Norwich game was was as expected. I mean, it is Norwich. I don't think they, they, that team will win again. I don't mm. know. They've lost six on the bounce. Which team can they beat actually the same? Let's look at the remaining um, 19 teams they, they have to face. They faced mm. five already. They can't push him. Is it Watford? Watford defeated them already. Or is it Brentford they, they, they want to go and beat? Or is it United that they finally beat? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> They've lost uh, they've lost six games on the bounce, home and home and away. Everything Norwich game is was just as expected. You knew that everything was gonna win. Especially when they lost the um, last game against Aston Villa and then they they lost the penalties to QPR in the Carabao Cup. So they were not gonna let mm-hmm. this one slide. Mm. So thank God for Green they gave an assist at least. I would have cried the more if the career scored and nobody my own that I that I feel that gave an assistor. I'm still paying that the career is on my bench and he has eight, 11 points sitting down there on my bench doing doing nothing. But um <laughs> but Benitez had it all, all out for him, you know. Um his players did well. Um Lucas Dinier and um like um King 
and um, Gray and uh, Demaria Gray. That guy is the star to watch out for this season. You know, that Demaria Leicester, Gray, right? he, he was, he was, he was, yes, he was very popular that Leicester had more of the ball and he, he knew what he wanted to do with the ball. And each time he was with the ball at Leicester. So seeing him at Everton and still doing the same thing, maybe even more better because he has more, more playing time at Everton. I feel like, yes, with time, the only thing that's left for him is growth. If he's if if gonna go on the ball and grow and continue to do the um what magic is he is known for. So yeah, good one for Everton, good one for the career, good one for um the players. Um to staying on you, yeah. Um the Leeds Western game. Tenant um two one roll if we roll Western. Mikel Antonio came back and scored. Captain Fantastic. What do you think? Yes, I'm so happy that I, I took out the carpool for this gimmick of Bretton Antonio and it actually paid off. Only thing is that I took a hit for the Rama and, and, and a blank. And the Rafia oh. that we all thought was not, was not going to play because of the last the injury update he had against the cast scored against mm. scored in the game. Oh. So I was paying, but then turned out that Antonio is back and he's still firing. You know, we missed him because of the red card for two games and he, he, he came back against Leeds away from home. Can you imagine? Away from home. Let's see, let's not talk about Western, let's talk about Leeds United and what's wrong with the team actually. Because I don't I we said it we said it in the um review show when they lost to Liverpool that the players are not really um adapting to Bielsa this season. So I don't know, is it that they need a, a change of coach or they need a change of style of play? And I, another thing I, I want to this, Junior, Fepo is not supposed to be in that team. He has no business playing in that team. I don't even know what to do in that list, I guess. Junior, Fepo is not uh, supposed to be in that should go back to Barcelona. Okay, okay, this is an F question. Let me ask something. Junior, Fepo is not supposed to be any, not supposed to be in any top team lineup. So you're supposed to be playing for maybe... Supposed to be in the championship. Championship, yeah. The guy is just so dumb. So, um, imagine scoring an, an own goal against West Ham when your team was leading once uh, you, you give them an equalizing goal. An own goal, <laughs> and it's not as if he's not playing, he's not playing the best of his form. The kind of the kind of games he loses the ball easily, he misses chances, he doesn't even um cover, cover up when he loses the ball. I mean, I don't know. Is it the average? I don't know what BSR sees in that I kept on playing. Okay, maybe they don't have a, a replacement for him. Probably. So um you go the Leicester Burnley game. Leicester Burnley. I, I wasn't expecting him to be to to be this high scoring. But two two. Burnley really tried. Two goes against Leicester. Or I, I, I should say, Leicester are now leaky this season. They've actually considered goals in every match game this Well, honestly, Leicester Burnley, let's be honest with ourselves, Leicester are flopping. They're just dwelling on the individual brilliance of Vardy. It is not going well tactically for Brendan Rogers. I mean, his defense is worse. Let's not give excuse for injuries. Like Soyoko has been off form since Euros. Let's be honest with ourselves. Yeah. 
Now, Burnley, on the other hand, I thought would be relegated this season. But they put up a fight. But sadly, Burnley, that is known for defending, conceding goals this season. And lots of it. A Burnley I knew before, come up 2-1 against Leicester. That game is done. Mm. But now, they easily considered... Imagine Jamie Vardy scoring three goals, two goals and, and one on goal in a game against Burnley. This is not a normal scoreline. So, I think Burnley, they are moving... And I I, I watched... Uh, we watched, actually, not so long, just like 45 minutes of a Burnley game. And I noticed something. The coach is now moving from his proper defensive British kind of football, hits from the back. Then they're trying to build. They're trying to adapt to modern football. And I, that's, and I think that's the reason why... The adaptation is really hard on them and it's risky because he's changing a winning formula if he does not take time to send him to championship if it works mm-hmm. for him mm-hmm. but if he does not take time to send this it's actually a make or break it move he's doing he's I guess from the- I, I, he has been, he has been um, told to uh, upgrade the team now since he's signing you know he signed a new, a new contract with the club i think that's the problem because even now they sign more players than before yeah. So I think they are, they are they are trying to take their chance, but you know the problem with taking chances is if it does not work well for you, championship level go. So that's the problem. But the match was an entertaining one, two two, very interesting. Yeah. So going to uh, watch for the main cast again. You got smashed. Watch for Newcastle game. I'll yeah. support you. Before you talk about the Watford game, you go. I have a question for you. Okay. What did the table play in that match? <laughs> I don't know. Are you talking of his position? Or about, his position? That's that. that. It's everything. What did you do in that match? He played as a center. He played as a center. What did you do in that match? He said that the Lakers will not to rent them about. At the table, we marshal all of them out. Can I answer your question? Can I answer your question? Okay, this is the, this is what yes. happened in that game. At first, I think Watford were asleep, and they let uh, Longstaff score. Then they picked up form. If you notice the game, if you, you watch highlights, because it was highlights I watched, I didn't watch this game. It's happening. Then you notice the intensity in the midfield. If you notice the Watford defense stepped up, which is marshaled by just Ekong as usual. And they were no longer chance. <laughs> basically pocketed Saint Maximum. <laughs> he was done after the first assist. He was done throughout the game. There was, there was no flicks. There was no highlights from him. Chusen mm. pocketed. Now the midfield, Newcastle midfield were running riot at first. Then when Tebow got into the game, it was bad. I know you will not see these things, but they were choked up. The Newcastle, Newcastle players could not see what to play. Thanks to wow. as I wow. said, man, they didn't play much after the first goal. Mm. It was what for. And Dennis was just opening space, giving Sir a chance to score. Dennis was just everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, Newcastle scored much goals already before. They are not known for scoring much goals. Thanks to these three guys, thanks to Etebo, Trusekong, and Dennis, Watford have another win in their hands. If you, if you are some defenders you would have put there after Newcastle first goal, you, you saw what St. Maxine was doing against Declan Rice and West Ham. He was running right against Leeds. These are Premier League teams. This is it coming back. And Joseph had to mash out the defense. And we saw the results. A win. They were able to hold on to 2-1 win. I guess it's an experienced 
Newcastle side. So you cannot take away the work of a table there. Long stop after the goal was there's nowhere to be found. Okay, thank so you. So when when you need a midfielder, yeah, you call on. You see, come on. You call on a table, Abi. Watford actually drew the game on you, though. So I still oh, know, I, I still don't, I, I still don't see what a table was doing that midfield. They drew so, the game on one. Um, Chooks, Chooks, moving forward. Chooks, talk about them for Liverpool. Yes, I actually saw the game. I, I, I wasn't expecting it to be a draw, and I wasn't expecting Brentford to get to score three goals against Allison. It is. It was a surprise for me. I was shocked. Nobody man. expected it, to be honest. But I think Thomas Frank is actually doing something like Brentford. The Brentford Liverpool game was at their new stadium. You know, and the last time they were there, and they beat the Tottenham Arsenal 2-0, and then they, um, they've been they've been clinical, to say the least, scoring three goals against a Liverpool side that had um, Van Dijk and Joe Matip, two experienced players in the heart of the defense. I mean, and it would have been they would have uh, won the game even for that um, disallowed goal that they had as well. Chances coming left, right, and center from both sides. The game was very much entertaining. End to end attacking football from both sides. Salah had a goal, a, a, a ball cleared off the line. Same was um, Bremo, cleared by um, Matip. And then Benford took the lead before goals were pouring in from both, both sides. So it was so, so entertaining to watch. And I'm actually impressed by this Brentford side because they really have something to to bring forth to the team this this um but, this season. I I, but, I I only hope that they can continue the, the momentum and challenge other teams as well. But Chooks, yeah. Chooks, I I've been seeing something going all about after the Liverpool Brentford game. They've been trying to um give accolades to Van Dyke. And I don't, I, I keep finding where and how people are praising him for considering, for considering three goals. Um, watching the game, I watched their last game against Crystal Palace, and believe in me, I was surprised how Crystal Palace didn't score at least a goal in that game. Liverpool in defense this season, I think um, Harrison have been has been the one helping them. In their matches, most of these matches they got a clear because against against Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace had so many chances to score. They were just wasteful in that game. I mean, with Fraser nearly scored in, in the first half, Allison had to tip that onto the post. So, Allison, Liverpool, <laughs> them, okay, yeah, conceding three against the Brentford side is um, appalling because um, with a team of the caliber of um, Liverpool, I mean. Seeing Chelsea draw point earlier in the uh, earlier in the day, we all expected Liverpool to win and win massively. So, getting a three-three draw, I mean, for the neutrals is amazing, but uh, for Liverpool fans, um, it's not uh, it's not what you expect. So, uh, Brighton, it's kudos to them. I mean, they rode their luck sometimes, and they got three goals against Liverpool. It could have been different had Tony just managed to 
time is run, it would have been a different story altogether. So I'm not surprised Liverpool didn't keep a clean sheet. So yeah, for now, um, I'll hold off on having any defensive Liverpool assets, particularly as their last as their next game is against Manchester City. So uh-huh, that's going to be a dicey affair. Thank you. Uh, so you think you guys why are they not praising Van Dyke for the game why are they trying to say if I not tried to consider the videos and you're saying you tried ow um, you know uh, most times uh, I should tell you that probably because Benford would have scored more but I don't think it's Van Dyke or Van Dyke I think it's just a hype around him I don't know. He's a good defender. Not to today for me. He's trying no, to be very good. And 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 if you look at the goals that um Brentford scored, they were all scoring. Like the second goal, they were. They, it was like it was uh, and also um they were hustling to get the ball to the net, which they could not have prevented. To be it honest, even the, even the um yeah even even the third goal by um, Wiser, the the Brentford player, same thing. They were scrambling to get the ball off and it managed to get into the back of the net. So you can't take it from from Van Dyke. Because I feel like Brentford would have scored more if not for the the defense of Liverpool. Because they were so so like they were not afraid that this is a Liverpool team that they were facing. They had everything, the confidence that they were at home, that they knew that they could actually beat the Liverpool team. But I think the Liverpool showed that okay, they are not a side that can easily beat in regardless of where with what tough they are on. So yeah. Yeah, so Southampton, 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 Southampton. I'm sorry. Who saw that Jimenez goal? Like who saw the who saw the side assist for the keeper? Yes. Who saw the Jimenez goal? Like it was perfect and pinpoint. But Southampton were just there, trap, no head, two players. What do you think, Tukes? Well, I think that I'm actually, you know, whipping the game because Marcel is on my bench and he can take clean Thought this goal, this game, the game was was building up for a, at <laughs> least a go-go, a go-go scoreline. Yeah. At least a go-go. Anybody would have won or, or joined the game. I, I, I didn't mind. I just needed a go-go. But Wolves scored and kept the clean sheet. Well, in, in, the, in the beginning of the game, it was all Southampton, you know. Forget the fact that Semedo had the shot or target within the first one minute or three seconds. Southampton really, really um, um, attacked the ball against Wolves, you know, missing a lot of chances that they could have converted as well. But um, the Wolverton defenders were at their but we are the absolute best. Kudos to Konokodi. He really kept um, Stuart Armstrong and uh, Chadans at bay at, um, alongside um, Asal and Saiz as well. But um, yeah, Raul Jimenez scoring his first goal. I think it should be, should be the first goal he scored since over a year mm. since that head injury against um, Arsenal uh, with, uh, with um, David Lewis. And the and the goal was a was a, was a beauty, and an assist from their keeper was a sir, you know, finding him in the um, Wolverton area, and he, he caught one or two players before putting very in the back of the net. So yeah, it was 
Wolves needed that win. You know, they've had a, they like say, shaky run of fixtures so far. Games that they could have won, they lost the game. Games that they really put in their best, they 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 they, they, they could not win the game. So they really need this victory as a breath of fresh air for the team and to look forward to other um, future games going forward. So yeah, kudos yeah. to um, the, the Wolf team. Yeah, kudos to them. So um, going to the last game on our list before we move on to FPL proper and how our team prepared in FPL. The Arsenal Tottenham game lived up to the hype and everything. The second biggest fixture for this game week. And Henry, can it get any better? Can the game um, end any better? Yeah, I believe it couldn't. Yeah, Arsenal were a top top draw today. Um, it's kudos yeah. to them. Well, it was just a. Well, I think it was a vintage um, Ateta team performance today. Um, this was just like the performances we saw from Arsenal when um, Ateta first joined. They just um, soak up the pressure and then they hit you straight on the counter. And uh, I mean, it was bad from Tottenham today because they left, they left too much. There was so the, the gap between the midfield and the defense today was so 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 wide. It was so large. I mean. Yeah, Tottenham tried to give a to put in a high press today against um, Arsenal, and uh, I think like uh, about eighty percent or eighty five percent of the players were committed into the high press. But then the gap between the defensive line and the midfield was too much, and those were the pocket of spaces where you could really see Martin Odegaard, Emil Smith Rowe, and Aubameyang today. Because once uh, there is a turnover in possession from Arsenal, getting from the defence, it was just so easy. You could find Aubameyang in loads of spaces. You could find um, Odegaard in between the pockets trying to just pick a pass. So I believe um, today Ateta got his spot on and um, Nuno didn't because, uh, I mean, in the first half, Hurricane was just like a passenger in that game. It didn't work for Tottenham in the first half at all. As in, uh, I think he just had a, he- a-, a header that was um, off target. I think that was the only attempt word of a, of a mention from Hurricane in the first half. So um, it was bad decision um, from um, from um, Nuno Espirito Santo to start um, Hurricane inside left. I mean that was you need your you need your goal scorer up top. You need your goal scorer in front of the goal. So. And uh, I think Hurricane's uh, Hurricane has been without a goal in the Premier League now, so yeah, I think um, so. yeah. So I think uh, this this bad run of form is not um, is not good for the Tottenham team at all because uh, they lost against Crystal Palace three 0 they lost against Chelsea three 0 and now they've lost against them um, Arsenal three one. It could have been more than that, but uh, well. It's kudos to Ateta and his team. They really, really, really dug in deep. I mean, they pressed Tottenham very well. They won the ball back. They won all the second balls. They were uh, any 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 fifty-fifty challenge. Arsenal were always up for it. If it came to winning the second ball, Arsenal were always up for it. So, um, it's kudos to them. Smithro today was uh, fantastic. Saka was fantastic, and uh, it's good to see Obama Young back in the goals again because uh, I mean. If, Oba- if Arsenal can keep creating chances for Aubameyang and Aubameyang is surely going to keep scoring and if Aubameyang is going to keep scoring then I believe Arsenal will move off the table so it was a good performance for Arsenal I mean 
what a way to end the to to begin the week for them. So yeah, three one against Tottenham, it couldn't get any better. And I think they are up to tenth now in the table, just a Frobigin and Tottenham all dropped down to eleventh. So it's a good win for so you, Ateta and his boys. You can imagine um Tottenham topping the league table by August, August. and by September ending. Arsenal that that will last on the league table, then are now up top ahead of them. So, Chooks here, just tell me, what do you think Adeta did right today? Uh, for once, he got his selection right. Starting Shaka and Pate in the um, midfield, got that one really, really well. I mean, it's a lot, it's the North London Derby, and you know that Tottenham have fast players, that, that can do um, the match with the ball swiftly. So you need that um, um, breakers that, that, that will be able to break their tradition in play, which Pate and Zach can really, really did very, very well. To be honest, I can say Ateta really tried. They gave us this Arsenal, this, this, this is the Arsenal that I grew, not really grew, try, but over the years, I've managed to love because as much as they've been um, woeful in some in some in some games in the past, today's game I think I'm going to give Ateta a very a very thumbs a very good thumbs up. He got everything right from wow. the first half, starting. I believe that Marine Arsenal starting you know, with their best foot forward in the first mm. half. You know, giving their best first, half, and they really did that very well. Their counter attack was was swift and and um 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 dangerous to the opponent. You know, Smithrow's goal was classic Arsenal, classic Arsenal goal. Then Abamayank, you know, giving Smithrow and getting back the assist for Smithrow again. I can say a lot, a lot about the Arsenal type of day today and I was I was totally impressed. I'm not yeah, giving I, I, I'm not I'm not giving in I'm not Excusing it from being worth all that games, but for today, I'm actually impressed. Well, yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, you go, you go. I have a question for you. I was about to ask it. I, in during the course of the game, I was hearing some, I was reading stories, a bit articles, and tweets, and noise of the master fan saying. Adeta is so stubborn, he still doesn't want to start Lacazette. What is it about Lacazette that I don't understand in the atmosphere of people? Well, to be honest, the most sentimental fans are Arsenal fans ever. Mm-hmm. It's just sentiment. Lacazette has nothing. He's nothing. He's giving the team nothing. Actually, at this point, he's not helping the team in any way. At all. Mm. If there's nothing, I don't blame this guy for his benching Lacazette, he's not helping the team. There's a time Lacazette will probably come in. I think he's a system player. So there's a problem, there's a system that might probably work for him, but this is not the Arsenal. He's not helping this Arsenal team. If Lacazette was in this game, he would have killed one or two attacks. One of those three goals mm. might not come because of his involvement in the play. Don't take mm. don't get me wrong, Lacazette is a very good player. On a good day, he will give you goals. He's a top yeah, yeah, yeah. Boss. The system does not fit him. Now, there's this thing uh, there's, you asked about uh, what the Ateta did right. It's not about what Ateta yeah. did right. Let's not use this game and say Ateta has been doing some kind of thing. It's about what oh. Tottenham was wrong. 
I was, I, was about, I, was, I was I was coming to that because I was about, I was about asking what did Nuno Espirito Santo did in August that he's not doing in September because mm-hmm. he has just gone from it's nothing different final that other down things have got other things have got there is actually, of thoughts now he is actually if they watched the city's game he was sitting deep the game the mm. next one he he did the same thing he was very cautious now unfortunately the other games are now high-end games and he felt he can come out and attack but he's doing something he made a very boyish error i like i don't expect an i don't expect a professional to even make that kind of mistake just like marshall mm. said if you want that game both of them were pressing high and coaching 101 when you press high, you keep a very high line to counter, mm-hmm. in of counter. Because if you press high, you're committing a lot of players. And when you commit a lot of players, there's a chance that you might lose the ball and they'll counter you. So you keep a high line. That's an offside trap. But Nuno was mm-hmm. keeping a very line and a high press. That was, that was very stupid. In the first half, that means... Living is midfield. Living is midfield on, on, on cover. Lose the ball, no matter the pass Arsenal players give, they are always on side, giving them time and space in that first half. Mm. I walked in and I was, like, I was like, What is happening? Because you see Sanchez and the what's the other guy sitting deep, whereas yeah, yeah. and the rest are pressing in Arsenal's half. Look at the second goal, the way he came. Holberg was pressing in Arsenal's almost Arsenal box, his DM was pressing Arsenal box. They lost that ball there. They passed the ball. Where was the center half? In Tottenham's half. On a norm, your DM and your center half should be very close. But mm. your DM in Arsenal's box and your center half was close to your keeper. Do you know the space you are giving Arsenal to attack you? That was too... I, I don't think even a championship coach should make that kind of error. I don't know what he was thinking. That was where the whole thing happened. The three goals, you cannot call anyone offside. They were just breaking lines fast. Mm. So that's it. Wow. So, um, there's actually this um, Arsenal Tottenham game is not the last game for this game. There's still the Brighton Crystal Palace game, but that will be played tomorrow, the Monday night fixture. And uh, I think I'll leave it for Chooks. Chooks, can you just let's, can you just quickly run a preview of the game? So, our listeners can know of the game. The Brighton Crystal Palace game. Nah. I'm gonna be this expected because I have I've had I, I I have both other players in their um in my um FPL team. I've got um Duffy and I've got um Gallagher. So I think the game is gonna be Brighton's game to win, to be honest. Um Duffy and then um, other um, of Brighton players have it um, going for them, you know, coming off their 2 1 win against Leicester yeah, City. Palace lost to Liverpool. So I think, and then Brighton are at home. Everything is working in line for a Brighton win. Except we have, we have uh, a upset, you know, Modern Football, and Modern Football is always an interesting game to watch. Always just there's so many drama to play at. So many. I think um Patrivera, what he needs to do is start um Austin um Edward again into the game because the guy is the primary striker from Celtic and you know 
on his debut, he scored two goals and he only missed a couple of chances against Liverpool, which he could have buried. But I think that with the game at, against Brighton, it was it's going to be something that it's the type of game that is fit for it. The players surely create chances. We have Gallagher in the midfield. They have Zaha to create chances for them. They have um, 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 loads of players that can create chances for them. So they just, they, they just need that striker that can bury it, which they have been us in the Duarte. And I think that they can actually do damage to the Brighton defense. So yeah, it's it it is it is delicately poised on Monday. Okay, thank you. So moving to episode proper. Um, I will, let me give you uh, FPL King of Game Weeks. That the FPL the best level for this game week. You start as fourteen points. You know this uh, You know how he gets his fourteen points now and everything. Then House of Astor Avila has fifteen points. Cancelo. I'm in pain to play Cancelo because he's on the bench. Who else has Cancelo? I don't have Cancelo. I didn't get him. I had Diaz and Ederson for the Master City. So, I what just want to I will never regret not having a Master player. Pep has shown I have Cancelo. I have Cancelo. And I knew he's going to play. I have Cancelo. I knew he's going to play. But because I was wary of... Nobody actually knows about Pep. You can never, you can decide to bet like that. Put the chance. I think Steve players are starting in, in Pep's defensive lineup now. Ruben Diaz, Emre and Cancelo. Cancelo is only playing because Roger, he discovered. It's only Diaz that is starting the starting in the game. Um, Cancelo is now starting. Starting. Cancelo will either play on the left or on the right. Anytime you want to play, you will you start play. Roger. Yeah, Pep can wake up tomorrow and say Zinchenko will start, Walker will start. Exactly. Pep, we'll that should be a one-off. At least it will be like Pep can do it for ten years. Pep can do it. He's famous enough for the roulette. He's just players. Can start the whole bench. I said it's only the year that the short starts. I understand that. <laughs> was going for Golden Boots beginning of the season. He benched him two games in a row. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so there is also King of Everton defense eight points, and I, I and and I and I need to ask. So after I was asked that got um fifteen points and Castle that got twelve points, how did King not have eight points? Isn't there any defender in King aside those two that did double figures? I don't know. I think this guy on French Did he do? I don't think any. I don't think any defender has been to figure aside those two. Uh, that's Cancelo and out. So going to the midfield, yeah. Saka go give us thirteen points for this game week. Like thirteen points. That's like that will be his highest in like how many months now? Then Smith Rowe twelve. Dukure. <laughs> Chooks Menas gave him 11 points. He was seeing 11 points on his bench, smiling to him, acting like this. Oh, bro. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> praying that Kalaga doesn't start the game. Have the AZ should come back and bench Kalaga and then Kuri oh, and that's for me because uh, 
Except Galaga does that can give you an assist or thereabouts. I'm actually paying uh, that grace my bench seven points. And Berama that I took hits for giving me Berama, two points. Berama, hey, Berama, see uh, if this PFL have reached level that will start costing them. You see Berama, you see Pogba, Pogba, you see anyhow, Pogba, see Pogba. Ha, Berama, Pogba, those people, you should not worry. I'm waiting for them. And sure. Show is that show? Ah, show. Ah, ah, ah. So it was so injured. Daniel. I think. Eh, it was injured. So, why will he collect the yellow card? <laughs> because it is for United. So the I oh no no show show okay. show. I will not give show. I will sell him, but okay. I cannot collect points. I don't want to collect okay, it. Because okay, of sure. Sorry, you go. But there you go. So there's Janet. So Janet did 10 points. Janet of Brentford and Townsend of Everton did 10 points to this game. And there's Jim Vardy, 11 points, with St. Maximine, 8 points. And I want to ask again Antonio did not do up to double figures this game. Uh, he scored and he had three bonus points. Wow. He scored oh. now. He scored. He scored. He scored. He's scoring the goal is three points. Three bonus points. That's six plus two. Wow, eight. Wow, he didn't get double figures. He also did eight points, but now I don't understand how Maximai will be ahead of Antonio. But anyway, Maximai gave an assist, and he had um, two bonus points. That's FPL king, king of the game week. Kings of the game week. So who did it for you this game week, Chooks? Which player did it for you this game week? I am I am supporting with all my players. Um none except for Salah that scored and didn't get a bonus point as well. It was not captain. Um yeah. Ronaldo didn't score. Antonio scored. I should have captained him. I should have. I knew I should have played that journey, but I just leave it to Salah thinking. Salah I didn't mention Salah missed a glorious one on one chance. That hit the the crossbar. Mm-hmm. I was I, I was yeah. pissed. I was I was I was pissed. Did you did you see that Lucas Moura chance that Ramsdale? Yeah, Ramsdale. Oh. Ramsdale, Ramsdale really tried in the um Arsenal Tottenham game. Yeah, but we didn't talk I about. We don't have time to talk about him very well. I think yeah. in the next yeah. podcast, in the in the previous show, in the previous show on Thursday, I will have to give him. He has kept two pitches this season already, which. Could have been was the third one today. It was spectacular yes. against against Tottenham today. So um, I guess that is. I guess we are at the end of our podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and you join us next on for the preview show for Game X Seven. So I mean your host, Roger, and from Trucks. Henry and Hugo, I say good night. See you on Thursday. Thank you.